Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I don't care who you are, now this is a great one. Come on now. No. No? No. It's not in your rotation? I feel like I'm in an elevator at a mall kind of Elevator? Come on now. The Backstreet Boys. You're being disrespectful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know this is ESPN's band, and he likes to lip sync and you know do all that. And I'm, you can listen to this. Can you you hear this in any elevator in your you, life? Come on. And you turned it up <laughs> in the mall. Definitely heard it in the mall. Yeah. They they play only the hits at the mall. Listen, you. If you if you're a white guy born mid '80s to mid '90s, this is it. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, you missed out. You missed yeah, out. Yeah, I missed out, dude. I missed out. I know Elliot Shore Parks, our next <laughs> guest. He didn't miss out. Of course, Kyle, our next guest. We have Elliot here, who's ready to hop on. Yeah, Elliot Shore Parks, sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first ten dollar bet and get hundred twenty five dollars in bonus bets. Must be twenty one in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. Elliot, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Convince Kelsey Day on WIP. How you doing? Man, that song was like eighth, ninth grade Valentine's Day vibe. I feel like around that time. Did so you have the penny loafers bad. with the with the uh, cuffs in your jeans, like folded up nah. type deal? No, nah, I you never were definitely wearing a polo with the collar popped. So I did do the polo, but I was very into like the 3XL polo. Like I did, I did oversized clothes back in the day, which now, you know, probably wouldn't look as good. Oh, so but you that had... Was, uh, you had the yeah. uh, you had the the booty shorts on, right? The thigh high shorts, the the polo thigh highs too, huh? <laughs> I don't know what the the thigh high polo shorts you're talking about. You know, I'm, you know, I'm talking about ESP, <laughs> the ones where they have like the the sweater on the the shoulders and the shorts up way too high. Yeah, I, well, I, remember, I know what he's talking. About. I also, Elliot, I had the uh, the oversized clothes. It was a, ma- a major oh, late '90s thing, and my, and my parents would tell me you'll grow into it. I still have not grown into any of these <laughs> yeah, oversized clothes. Did your bow? Did your bow jeans that came down to like midway down? Of course. You used to wear your bows? Of course. Seriously? Yeah, Yeah, that's what you had to wear. Wow. Late 90s. I did not know that. Okay, Jabos. That and listening to Backstreet Boys. It was a unique combination. It was uh, was quite a time. 13-year-old Elliot. It was. Well, it's quite a time for the Eagles right now, Elliot. A lot going on. Even when nothing's going on, a lot is going on. Elliot, let's start with Hassan Reddick, and then we'll move to the Kelsey stuff. So, Hassan Reddick, you know, this probably shouldn't be a surprise. He wanted more money in the summer. That didn't happen. He played. He played well, not quite as well as his first year, but still good. 11 sacks. And now he wants more money, and the Eagles say, all right, see if you can find it somewhere else. What's your take on what's going on right now with Hassan Reddick? Yeah, I, I think that what you said is true. I, I don't think this is, you know, uh, an impending divorce between the two. Like, it could happen for sure, but I, I think that it's premature to say, like, Reddick has definitely played his last game or this is going to end with him leaving. Because 
it's really going to depend on what other teams are willing to pay him. Like, this isn't so much about what the Eagles are willing to pay him. That's the floor for Hassan. If he goes out and he finds another team that's willing to pay more, then things could definitely get interesting. But I do think one thing that's probably working against Hassan Reddick is, is A, actually two things. One, the league has never really shown its super values. I think they're wrong about that. But when he signed two years ago, he was two years younger. He was coming off a double-digit sack in back-to-back seasons. And he got three years, $45 million. Like for a premier edge rusher, that's really not a lot. And if you look at what he makes right now, he's scheduled to make $14 million next year. That's honestly right around where he probably should be. I mean, he's, he's going to be 30 years old. If you look at edge rushers that sign around 29, 30 years old, they get around $14 million a year. So I, I think he is one of the best edge rushers in the league, and he probably deserves a raise. But we'll see what other team out there is willing to pay him more. Uh, and there might not be one. Why do you think the Eagles were willing to allow them to go out there and, and you know, try to find a trade partner or whatever, try to get, go somewhere yeah. else? So I think the benefit of the Eagles doing this is it's essentially allowing Hassan Reddick to feel like whatever he makes next year is the most he could possibly make. Last year, he was one year into a three-year deal. I think they should have renegotiated and just given him a new deal last year. But last year, Hassan played thinking, all right, there's more money out there. I'm underpaid. Now, by allowing him to do this, he will enter next season, whether it's with the Eagles or or whoever, knowing he is making the most he can or at least feeling better about his deal. So by by letting him him and his agent kind of seek a trade and and talk to their teams about money, there will be no confusion. Like whatever Hassan plays for next year, he'll know that that's his top dollar. So I think it it just makes him uh, a happier player going into next season, which is important, especially when you consider locker room dynamics the team had to deal with last year. Elliot, let's play it out. Let's say he does find an offer he likes. He finds more money out there from someone. What do you think the Eagles should and will expect back? What, what do you think his trade value is if we do get to that point? Pro Football Focus a couple days ago projected uh, Reddick to the Texans for the 59th pick, so a mid or to late second round pick. What do you think is realistic to get back for Reddick if this does end in a trade? Yeah, I think from a draft compensation perspective, that's probably right. I would think I was going to say a third. So, you know, right around, I guess, where they had 59. Um, I mean, Reddick is going to be 30 next year, and you have to give him a new deal. So, so that impacts the, the compensation you get back. You know, we talk about hypothetical trades so much, but I actually think this is a great situation for a player-for-player trade. Like, like the Eagles trade us on to another team. They get back to contributing player right away. Maybe that helps them in a position of need. You know, Buda Baker out of Arizona is somebody that needs a new contract going into the final year of his deal, just like Hassan. Obviously, the Eagles have a massive need at safety. I could see something like that happening. I think his value is higher than, I'm sorry, is not as high as Patrick Sertain. But if they had interest in Sertain, Reddick is is a great player to try to, you know, entice that package. So I I do think that if they trade Hassan, you're not going to get a ton from in terms of draft compensation. So I think player for player might make more sense if there's movement. Elliot, do you think how this ends gives us a glimpse into what the Eagles think of themselves for next season? I mean, if, if the thought process is to go out there and win the Super Bowl next year, I would think how he tries to figure out a way to keep him here. He's their best pass rusher. But if they move on, I mean, I can make a case that they're, maybe it's a retooling offseason instead of loading up. Do you, do you think this move or whatever happens here the next month or so is a glimpse into what they think of themselves? Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll wait to see what they trade Hassan Reddick for. Like, if they trade him for Patrick Sertain and, you know, among other things, or Buda Baker, then, then you know, you sit here and go, okay, they're, they're taking one player and turning it into a, another. And, you know, maybe that doesn't really indicate. But you're, you're right that 
if they trade him for a draft pick or, you know, something that's not going to help them next year, yeah, that, that absolutely gives you an indication. Like, there is no world where this team is better without Hassan Reddick if you're trading him for a draft pick. Again, if, if it's a Patrick Sertain or a Buda Baker, I still wouldn't do it because I think Reddick plays a more important position, but at least you're helping the current roster. But, but if they trade Reddick over money for, for a pick that's not going to help them next year, like, there's no spinning that. There's no, there's no positive to that. You're losing arguably your most important and best player on the defense for, for a rookie or, you know, like a, a rookie that might not help you for two or three years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, if they want to compete next year, you either have to have Reddick back or you have to turn him into something that will help you next year. I'm curious, on the other side of the ball, you know, we've been talking about Jason Kelsey. This is Jason Kelsey Appreciation Day and all of yeah. that. What is your feeling about him coming back? Is he, a, is he a player that we must have back or are you ready to move on from him? Yeah, I don't think the Eagles can win a Super Bowl without Jason Kelsey. If they, if they lose Jason Kelsey, I think it's essentially not a rebuilding year, but I would be stunned if they won the Super Bowl. So if they lost Jason Kelsey, you're basically looking at a whole new interior of the offensive line because you're going to have a right guard, a new right guard more than likely. You'll have a new center because Jurgens is moving over to center. And you'll have an interior. I mean, Dickerson will be returning, but he will have never taken snaps with the other two interior offensive linemen that he would be lining up with. And if you have a poor or, or a new interior offensive line, you really don't have a chance, especially when we know the Eagles are going to get blitzed into oblivion next year to begin the season, considering the issues they had with it. And a big part of the blitz is the offensive line. So, you know, if Kelsey leaves, I think we talk about this a lot from like a leadership perspective or a fan perspective and how we all feel about him. Like on the field, they're done if he leaves, like at least for next year. Like it's going to take some time to rebuild that line. Elliot, what's your guess? And we're all just guessing at this point. And we, we've all seen the tea leaves here, right? The story came out the day after the playoff game that he was going to retire. He never confirmed it. And he's having, you know, he's out there the whole playoff run with the Chiefs and his brother. Mylotta said he's out. Travis said he's probably going to play in Brazil next year. He's meeting with Amazon and CBS. Which, if you had to guess right now, do you think Jason Kelsey plays next season? Uh, in terms of reading the smoke signals, this is probably one of the toughest I've seen in Philly sports just – because you're right, like there's some indication he's coming back, and then you know, then he's coming and he's going back and forth. I'll lean on when I was in Tampa when they lost that game, and I know, and he's right, like he's emotional after the game, all those things. But just from my own eyes and being in there and seeing, you know, him with his teammates and seeing how he walked off the field, I think he's probably going to retire. Now, I, again, I think he could come back. But just my own feeling of watching him and like in that moment, it looked like someone that knew that it, that it was his final game. And I think his teammates were kind of acting like that as well. So I'll guess he retires. But this is this is truly 50-50, which I would have not thought, you know, two or three months ago. All right, Elliot, let's end with this story this morning. And it was really a, more about the Golden State Warriors, but the Sixers kind of stuck their win. And the Warriors tried to convince LeBron to leave the Lakers and facilitate a trade before the deadline. But Daryl Morey tried to sneak his way in there and asked about LeBron. What was your reaction to the idea that Morey made an effort last week to try to trade for LeBron James? Yeah, I'm not surprised, and that's what he should be doing. You know, we do this thing with, with players that might be available where it's like, oh, they're never going to get him, or like, why would they even call? The GM's job is to call about every player he thinks there's even a chance is available. This is what Howie Roseman is so good at. It's why you always hear the Eagles connected to every player because Howie and the Eagles are in on every single play, just to see what it would cost, to see what the chances are, to see how available the player is. So if LeBron tweets an emoji and Daryl Morey thinks, hey, maybe he's open to a trade, it's his job to call and see. If he thinks things aren't growing great with the Phoenix Suns, 
and there's a one out of 10 chance that maybe they're open to making a trade, it's his job to call. So hearing that he's doing this is not surprising because it is what the great GMs do. Now, it's also not surprising that they weren't traded. And the Sixers, you know, didn't have a ton of assets to actually acquire a player of that caliber. But the fact that he called, I think, is, is what he should be doing. And it's a good sign that he's going to be aggressive and pursuing, you know, the best talent available. Well, and he's a free agent potentially this summer. And the, Eagles, and the Sixers will have max cap space. So the story probably uh, just goes from here. Elliot, we always appreciate you hopping on. Enjoy the rest of Kidvitz Kelsey and Valentine's Day. Thank you, Elliot. Appreciate Sounds you. Good. Yep, talk to you soon. There he goes. Elliot True Parks, co-host of the Clap Your Hands podcast, Go Birds. He's everywhere. Doing and the most. He's doing the most. And he uh, he thinks this Reddick thing could still end up back here in Philadelphia. It's interesting. It's pretty split how people think where this Reddick thing ends. Yeah, I don't think – I think he's going to get more money elsewhere. I agree with you. And I think that there's probably going to be a level of, of disrespect that he's, he's feeling, and he's probably going to go to that team. If it's a contender, you, you got to go. If it's like the Houston Texans – I would, yeah, I would go to there. So the other part, Elliot brought this up, is maybe a player for player trade. That's an interesting angle. That I, look, I don't see how they'd get certain for him because he's just way younger. I, and yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, you're not going to do that. And I, I don't see why the Broncos would subtract a 23 year old corner to bring in a 29 year old edge rusher. But okay, I mean, but, but player for player deal is interesting. He brought a Buda Baker from the Cardinals, a safety. The Eagles could use a safety. They looked, there was trade rumors last year they might move on from him. And Reddick obviously had his best year ever with Jonathan Gannon here. That that one's kind of interesting, Hugh. Buda Baker for Hassan Reddick. Because then the Eagles could be like, we're not really worse. We just trade, we, you know, we got to star at safety instead of outside linebacker. And he can go somewhere where he's familiar with somebody and he ain't got to worry about dropping back in the coverage and everything yep. like that. But it's going to have to be a sign and trade. Well, trade and sign or right, whatever. Right, the Cardinals have to pay him. Yeah, they have to pay him because that's what he's looking for. He's looking for a payday. And he's going to have to work out what he's comfortable with. Like, to that point, I think Ross said it this morning, like, you know, you, you want to go out and try to find out how much you're worth and be satisfied with that. Uh, edge rusher, somebody's going to give him a pay bump. It might be the, the creative way that they structure it. They might give him a, a two-year extension and make it that he's making $30 million across that, across that, that timeline or even uh, a hefty signing bonus. Yeah, more up front. Yeah, yeah, more money up front because that's like I, I remember being in a situation like that, and that's the one thing that mattered the most to anybody, how much money you were getting up front. And he might take the money up front. If it's something where he's taking home a check for $30 million, he might decide to do that. Well, that, especially at this stage of his career because this is probably his last big deal. 215-592-949. For back to the phone lines here, your chance to convince Jason Kelsey to come back here. Hugh made his pitch. Kyle made his pitch. I'm not making any pitches. I mean, I'm at the point now where Jason Kelsey, great player. If he chooses to come back, it's not a bad thing for the Eagles, but I could see why it's a good thing if he doesn't. More cap room to spend on the defense. They have two young offense linemen. One certainly could play center. They're both drafted to. And at some point here, if he's half out mentally, it's probably best for everyone if he moves on. Matt is in Glen Mills. Hey, Matt. Matt. Hey, how we doing? Good, Matt. What's up, buddy? Good. So, yeah, I wanted to talk about the Kelsey and the Reddick thing. Um, first of all, I've been listening to everybody's calls about Kelsey, and nobody's given – I haven't heard one football reason why Jason Kelsey wouldn't come back, right? Like, if you're talking about a guy who's at the end of his career physically, mm -hmm. he's not performing, you know, he's not one of the most effective players at that position in the National Football League, that's one thing, right? Like, personal reasons aside, that's his decision. But he should come back, you know – because we need him at that position. It's like Elliot said, there's nobody, there's nobody that's going to fill that gap. We're not 
a contender without that guy. But I will say, Matt, and, and I know Elliot made his point, and you're, you're echoing it. They've literally drafted two players in the second round in the last yeah. three years to take that position. I'm like, they, they're, they're not there. They're just not there. How do we know? They, they, they can't play the position they were drafted to because he's still here. All right, well, that's we're a fair point, but I'll argue level. this side of it, too. We've all seen what the Eagles are like. We've all seen the Philadelphia Eagles without a true emotional leader on this team. Jason Kelsey is the true emotional leader of this team on both sides of the football. Am I wrong? You are not wrong. You're not wrong. You don't want a team without that kind of player, that kind of presence. So right? At least for one more year. Matt, I, have the talent. I agree with you, but I also I wonder if – you know, we've had a lot of discussion here about the leadership, right? The Jalen Hurts, right? The mm-hmm. young. I wonder if it's been a little bit of a challenge for Hurts or whoever we think the next young leaders are to find their voice when BG's still here, when Fletcher's still here, when Kelsey's still here. It's like, how do you become the leader when the old guys are still around? I don't know how they do it when Dawkins was here. You know what I mean? Like, well, know, well, I mean, well, we can ask you. Did, did Doc? When you first got here, was Doc the leader he was, or did he grow into that? I think he grew into that. I, I could say he grew into that because we were, we were kind of leaderless. And it's, it's one of those things where it all depends on the situation, who emerges as a leader. Like, I played with a bunch of guys that I, I, I could say Trey at times was a leader. Troy Vincent at times was a leader. It's one of those things like you, you look at Kelsey and people feel like he's the emotional leader, and that's fair. That's a fair assessment. No question about that. But he might not. He might be in the locker room in this this uh, team, and it might be somebody else. Cause there, like we, the thing that we're forgetting is this: there was a disconnect somewhere, and he was in the locker room. And to somebody pointed out the other day, it still fell apart, and he yeah, was in there. It's true. So yeah. I, I, you don't know. You just don't know. Matt, what do you think about the Reddick situation? Think he's back? I do, especially if Kelsey goes. You know, but uh, I, I think I think you know he's going to seek a trade. He's going to find out, you know, we're right in that ballpark or what he's, he's valued at. And I think he wants to play here at the end of the day. So I think if, that, if it's the difference between, you know, a couple million dollars, he'll probably want to play here. I agree with That's that, yeah. Opinion. yeah, That's And I, I, I think he does want to be here. We're going to have Jordan Schultz on, the reporter he spoke to yesterday at 1240, to talk more about this. All right, Matt, give us a guess here on Hughes Clues. What song is you thinking of today? All right, so real quick, it's a long, terrible love song, and it's sang by the guy outside of a group with a more popular love song. Is that right? Yes. Something yeah, like you, that. You, you're, is you're it on. Hello by Lionel Richie? Hello? You talking about the Commodores wasn't a bad group, though. No, it wasn't a bad group. Song, I thought it was a bad song. It is a bad song. Yeah. <laughs> so he thinks it's a bad song. So Matt, <laughs> Matt, it's not the correct answer, but I think Matt is, is he's, thinking he's, he's, the, the right. The wheels are spinning. Yeah. That's funny. He no, it was, ca- he bad, it was a bad. That one. It was a bad video. Not a bad, bad song. Yeah, it was a bad song too. Yeah, there we go. It just took a couple seconds. To Is it me it. you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Mark's in Egg Harbor Township. What's up, Mark? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You got it, Mark. What are you feeling today? Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I think the Eagles do need Jason Kelsey to come back. But um, the other thing I was thinking about is I saw that uh, the documentary on the on the Kelseys, and it's you know pretty clear that Jason loves his family, loves his daughters. I think he might, you know, want to watch his daughters grow up and uh, have, spend more time with his family, even though the Eagles do need him. I was wondering what you thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I, Mark, I, I think so. I mean, it, it's got to be, a, it's, I'm sure for any athlete that has to spend that much time away or just, you know, within the, the, the context of, of doing your job, it's got to be hard, especially as his, you know, I don't, not quite sure exactly how old his kids are, but you could tell just watching last year and then seeing them this year, they're they're kind of moving on from that stage of being babies. They're like yeah. little kids now. And you missed yeah. the, you missed first. Yeah, that's the thing I remember. You missed the first time that they do certain things like right, say, sure. Yeah, 
That's and, and even physically, you know, not not only you know getting up from waking up from uh, bed, but uh, you know maybe lifting his daughters up and physically without uh, you know <laughs> falling over in pain. You would think you'd want to be able to do that too as as they grow older, like you said. Well, of course. I mean, the the crazy part is, and we had Todd Harriman's on earlier. Most guys don't get to make this decision. You know, it's made for them. Harriman's it was made for them. Kelsey gets to make it, which makes the whole thing challenging. Mark, what's your guess here for Hughes Clues? Uh, I'm going to say Silly Love Songs by Paul McCartney. And you got it. 100%. Right. Good job, Mark. You are our winner. We'll put you on hold, get you uh, your prize there. So we have a four-pack of tickets for us, the Atlantic City Boat Show, in partnership with Progressive Insurance at the Atlantic City Convention Center. That is the stupidest song. That it, It's in the, like, some, somebody had it in the top ten. There we go. Like, that's not a, to me, that's not a love song. It's silly. It's a silly song. It's it's become a love song that was mocking love songs. You're at weddings a lot. It's a yeah, wedding this, this song. Is, this is a terrible song. To be in the top ten of greatest love songs of all time. Is this better than the Backstreet Boys song I heard? Very much so better than the Backstreet Boys. No, really? come, on come on now. Yeah, that Backstreet Boys song was horrible. No, that's better than this. I this no. is this, I don't like. I'm with you on this. It's is not that a good the, song. is the Backstreet Boys? That's the one that had to do with that kind of like the white Snoop Dogg in it, ain't it? <laughs> with the long hair. Uh, yeah. Forget yeah, it. Forget I forgot his name, but he was the white. Yeah, the one the we played Elliot at win with. Yeah. You, you think that's worse than this? Yes. No, this this is wrong. I would play this on repeat more so than I would the Backstreet Boys song. Because at least I could bounce to this a little bit. You know so what I, mean? so I'm, a, what I get out of this is you don't really hate this. You just think it was ranked too high. Yeah, it's it, it's ranked too high for a love song. It, like when you look at all the other longs, because like, one of the rankings I saw, it was ranked higher than Whitney Houston's I, uh, I Will Always Love You. It was ranked higher than that. Now, that should not be ranked higher than that. I agree with that. Whitney Houston's song is incredible. Yeah, that I will always. I can't even sing it. I'm not about to embarrass myself. Like that. You, I don't care. Now come on, dude. That it's the this it's is the, so much better. It's the beat. It's the it's the cadence. Like this song is horrible. This hits up. <laughs> this song is horrible. I can see you Elliot. said turn it up. <laughs> I can see Elliot dancing to this still now. Yeah, with his oversized polo shirt on, offbeat. Just you know, three X jeans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a horrible song. I mean, Hugh, I don't know what you were doing in the late 90s. This is what, what I was doing in the I late 90s. i tell you what. You, were playing, in the, you were playing in the NFL or something, there, racking there, up sacks. No, it was, I thought it was at the late 90s. I was still in college. So I was late 90s? Was you were playing here. Oh, in the late 90s. I thought, <laughs> you know, when you said late, I'm thinking early. I was in the, I was in the late. You were here. Like, you were... like, this is another song. I've never heard something. Like, they got this in the top 10. By Abbey Road. Never heard that song before. That's not- oh, I think you have. Kyle, Kyle could play that at some point. I think I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll come in. Yeah, you've, Endless you've Love that. is Good. Unchained mel- Melody. Melody? Melody. We did that one. Yeah, and How Deep Is Your Love? Bee Gees. Sea, of, sea of Love. Never Heard God Only Knows. There's nothing. That's uh, Beach Boys. Yeah, you've, I think you've played that one. one. Yeah, that right. is a great song. I, I think that we found out over the last day or so, nothing could trigger people like a list. Simple list. And we'll, we'll get to one later in the show that came out yesterday that, that everyone was screaming and yelling. But a simple list will drive people crazy. 215-592-9494. All right, lot to get to. We'll get to everyone's phone calls here. Jason Kelsey, your chance to convince him to come back. I'm not doing it because I actually think both sides could benefit if Kelsey does move on to his second career now. And, of course, the Reddick situation. Gut feeling, is he back next year? And we'll speak to Jordan Schultz. He spoke to Reddick yesterday. He said Reddick, nah, I don't want to go anywhere. We'll get it right from the reporter that spoke yesterday to his son, Reddick, Jordan Schultz. He's going to join us at 1240. His insight to the entire situation. 215-592-9494.
I missed the classic. You gotta like this one. No, my girl? Yeah. Yeah, definitely like this one. I, mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't like this one. Can we change this to my center? Something? My Kelty? That's how people are feeling today. They need him back. They want him back. Was it 85% of our poll? Close to that? Think the Eagles still need Jason Kelsey? As it should be. Well, how guy. many years from now will the Eagles still need Jason Kelsey? One, two, three. Look, how many years do they need Jason Peters? Well, I had that in. That's not a good example. I don't want it to be like that. Jason Peters, the Cowboys. 20 years or something. Crazy. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's still, he's still, oh, still collecting he's still checks. Kicking. So I sad. Not mad. No, I know, but it's like you don't want to see a Hall of Famer go out like that. He's I mean, he can go out on the sideline chilling, making, making, getting that accrued uh, 401k. Yeah, well, he's doing that. Accrued seasons. He is. All right, coming up at 1240, we'll talk to Jordan Schultz. He's the reporter who spoke to Hassan Reddick yesterday. We'll get the, uh, the we'll get what he thinks Hassan feels. And a question I'm going to ask uh, Jordan coming up at 1240 is, does he think Hassan Reddick will show up to camp if this contract is not amended, will things will this just go away? Because I don't think it will. We'll get to all that. 215-592-9494. Back to the phones here. Greg is up on WIP. Hey, Greg. 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 Greg going once. Greg going twice. Greg. Why? Yeah, we'll wait for him. Christopher is in California. Hey, Chris. Chris. Yo. What's, what's up? Going on? up, man? Hey, hey. Um, well. I just wanted to put my two cents out there on Kelsey's decision. Uh, I personally don't think he's going to come back. I saw a video out there um, in Vegas where he met up with Devontae Smith and they had a conversation. It kind of cut off at one point, but it sounded like he said he was excited uh, to see what Devontae was going to do next year. So when he when he separates himself from the team like you guys were talking about earlier, it kind of like gives me an idea he might not be coming back. Yeah, it makes so, me think like mentally he's removing himself. Like he's going to observe the Eagles rather than be on the Eagles. Right, right. I mean, I just would like to give him a shout out if he's listening. Just, just to thank him for his, you know, contribution towards the Super Bowl win. You know, I'll pretty, I'll miss him uh, out there on the field, and um, just, just wanted to thank him um, if he doesn't come back. Uh, it just seems like there's a lot of questions on this team um, at the QB position defensively. You know, pretty much that rugby play that they got going on probably put a toll on his body. You know, so yeah, well, I've heard him talk about that. He says he can't breathe at the bottom of that pile. Like, yeah, he's good mm-hmm. at it and it helps the team, but I, I can't imagine it's very fun to run that play if you're the center or you know a guard. Right, right. I mean, he has a family to look after, his wife, his kids. So, you know, just again, I just wanted to thank him if he if he does retire, and that's all I had. You got it, Chris. We appreciate. it. So, one more th- angle about this that, that we really haven't hit is if I'm J.C. Kelsey, I and I know he probably thinks positively because that's the way he thinks. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Jason Kelsey, I, I have to factor in, do I think this team's good enough to win the Super Bowl? That's like, a factor in. Yeah, you got to think about that. How much are you going to have a, a season like you had last year? Started off great. Started off great. But but I think somebody pointed out that there were a couple of games where it looked like he just it just wore him a little bit. Mm-hmm. The game that stuck out to me was the, the, uh, the Commodores when they played the Commodores. Where he he did the primal screen, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, Cowboys here, yeah, yeah, that kind of stuck out to me a little bit. He was a little frustrated in that game because that was probably more physical than he wanted it to be, and there were a few others. But with all that being said, he still played at a high level. He still played at a high level. Yeah, the other thing, can you bring up Kyle that uh, that cut we played earlier? It was I think it was the one where he was saying they instead of we because there's a there's another part to it that struck me, where I believe he doesn't even know if Kellen Moore is actually yet the coordinator. Here it was. 
how you feeling about the whole thing, and you don't know yeah. anything, do you? You're still trying to figure it out. I'll say this. I, I feel really confident that the Eagles are going to be good next year. Yeah. I still think they have great talent. I still think they have great coaches. They've added two new coaches in yeah. Kellen Moore. And, well, I don't even know. Is Kellen officially? I think he's Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So Kellen and Vic are obviously really talented, well-respected coaches. So they're going to have a whole offseason to figure out what's stalled out, what they can do to improve it. And with not just the coaches, but all the people in that building, I really think uh, they're going to come back with a vengeance. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a tremendous year next yeah. year. Um, I, I am very confident the Eagles are going to be very, very good. So I'm trying not to let that affect what's happening because I really want the decision of whether I'm going to play to just be based on you. whether I want to do it. They Selfishly, I need to make that decision of can I commit, can I mentally be there, and do I want to like endure that again. Um, winning helps that, but I, I think that you know, you, you're trying to not factor that in, I guess, in the decision. So two things. One, winning helps that. If he doesn't think this team is headed to a Super Bowl next year, I, that could make him less likely to want to do this. That's fair. The other part, he didn't know if <laughs> Kellen Moore is actually the coordinator you know here. What, you know what's funny about that? Because I don't think that's a bigger deal as you think it is. You you have to, like, I look at it like he was auditioning and he was trying to make sure that the information that he had that he was giving to other people was correct. That's all I heard. Because he went into, to me, when he started talking like he wasn't a part of the team, he was auditioning. He was he was doing his best Derek Gunn role. Mm. And, and he was asked a question, and he was answering it. That's what he was doing. So I get that. I'm just saying if he was all kind of still in, don't you think there would be a text message already with Kellen Moore? Excited to have you on board. It just feels like he's separating himself. Well, and mentally, he's out. Okay, let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Okay. And and this is kind of the road that he's been going down since the season ended, Joe. One day he said he was in, right? The next day he said he was out. It's a we, it's a they, yeah. Yeah. The next day he said he was in again. Next day he was then he went on Shaq, He went on Shaq's podcast and said he doesn't know. You know why he's doing that? Because it's different every day. I'm sure it is. It's different. Like every day he wake up, he's like, damn. And he probably sat there in the box. When his brother was getting ready to win the Super Bowl, I was like, damn, I, I still want to play. That's probably why he answered the questions the way that he did because he's torn right now. He can still play. Like, that's the one beautiful thing about this. Yeah. And, and Todd alluded to that. He's not going to get kicked out. He's going to be given the pearly gates, and he's going to be given the keys to the city, and he can walk away on top. Everybody else, we get kicked out the league. <laughs> Well, we get booted. That's out. true. It, he would be able to retire differently than most players. Most yeah. players, they they they, they close the door thing. on it's you. It's a beautiful thing to be able to lead a game that you love on your own terms. I don't know too many cats that have been able to do that. It ain't a whole lot. No. Then three of us that work here, I think, left on our own terms. We all got kicked out. Me, John, and Ike. We got kicked out the league. They kicked me out and was like, "Bye." <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's one of those things that. Let this man do like in a timely fashion. Let him let him take all the time that he wants. Timely fashion, maybe a little, timely ha- fashion. Maybe a little haircut on the salary. <laughs> I don't know about that. I I'm not taking no haircut if it's me. But uh, yeah, get, let this man let this man take all the time that he wants. Let him drink all the beer that he wants. Oh, he'll let drink, him. He'll drink his beer. Yeah. Let him break as many tables as he feels the need to. Let him put on as many luchador masks as he wants, and just <laughs> figure it out for himself. He got a couple, weeks, but he on the clock though. By the time this 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 free agency period start, 
I need you two days in the free agency, bro. You need to make a decision. It does tell you a little bit about how kind of up in the air the Eagles' future is, that the most important decision to come this offseason is bobbing his head in a Nacho Libre mask at the Super Bowl a couple days ago. And he's fine. He could celebrate with his brother. But, like, he's the pivot point of the offseason. We don't even know if he's there or not. I'm like, hey, uh, free agency start. You got two days, bro. If if I'm Howie, I I got to know before free agency starts. I got to know where my money's going. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I give you, but but yeah. see, I'm being nice. I give you two days. Two days in a free agency? Yeah. No, no, no I, I need two days before free agency. Oh yeah. See, no, we being, need to know. I gotta, I gotta get my ducks just, in a row. Why are you being aggressive? Aggressive. With the, why are you being aggressive with the I, bread, I gotta man? go make an offer. You don't this even guy know. You, you don't even know you're about to draft. Well, the best players of free agency might get scooped up within two that's days. That's right. You don't need. You can't. Need, you have to have I, this Do I have 15 extra million dollars, or are you taking it? But see, in my world, I'm not going in the free agency getting a whole bunch of people. See y'all going out. See y'all well, want to go I out. I want to win games. But y'all want to go out of free agency and get all these linebackers and safeties and stuff. What, what's wrong I'm with rolling good with players the young, here? Because I'm, I'm gonna draft me some young Thundercats. You are ageist. <laughs> this is so and I'm gonna obvious. Let the young, I'm gonna let the young cats do their thing. Deep down, Hugh wishes he was a GM. He wants to draft all these young guys. I, I want to. I want to develop young talent because that way, when you develop young talent. You are in a situation like the Kansas City Chiefs. Are in. You, you would be Joe a, Banner. You would be in a, be a dynasty. I know. Gone. You are Joe Banner. I, I wouldn't be Joe. I'd be nicer than Joe. Joe was a little standoffish back in the day. Nothing about you and Joe is similar except the way you view football players. <laughs> yeah, you, I'm just saying. No, I'm just like guys, like guys that can still play, I'd let them play. But when it comes time to groom young talent, but this is the biggest difference. I would groom my young talent to play. I would, I would have to groom them so that way – I could keep the pipeline going. I'd be more like uh, who is that? Nick Saban than than uh, Nick Sirianni because they keep they so keep the ballers. You'd be a great coach, not, that, a, no, not a great coach. I didn't say that, but <laughs> I, I keep I keep ballers in the pipeline. I would keep like the running back. Remember the time when they had like T.J. Yates and all those uh, running backs, Ingram to Man, Henry. They, yeah, they they had, like that's what I would do. So real quick, I'll throw this in before I I call uh, Jordan here. We talked about winning and how that might factor in the Eagles winning. Yep. What about watching his brother win back-to-back Super Bowls? That probably hurts a little bit. And when his brother got three of them things, he got one and one possible. So, yeah, that probably hurts a little bit. Yeah, I also think it spins back to do you think the Eagles could win next year if you're Jason? Because I'm, I'm sure he's talking to Tra- – because Travis is right around the same age, right? Like he, He's his, a little younger, isn't he? A couple years younger. Yeah. He came out of the draft two years after Jason – but but we've heard the rumors that Travis is probably not you know he, he at some point he's going to be done too. It's probably easier for Travis to get back up for camp and all this stuff because he knows he's on a team that could win the Super Bowl. I, I, you know I don't know if Jason looks at the Eagles after what happened last year and thinks if I come back we're winning the Super Bowl. That could factor in here. I mean he may be observing the Hassan Reddick situation. Is Hassan on the team? Are we going for it? Are they retooling? Am I coming back to go eight and nine next year? I mean, if I'm J.C. Kelsey, I'm not interested in that. If you tell me I'm coming back for us to win 13 games and the Super Bowl window is still open, that is a different story. 215-592-9494. Are a couple poll questions that we'll talk to Jordan Schultz here of Yahoo. He's the one who spoke to Hassan Reddick just a couple days ago about this whole thing. Our Twitter question is sponsored by the PI Dental Center. Your smile is the first thing others see when they meet you. Learn about and schedule your evaluation at PI dentalcenter.com gut feeling will Hassan Reddick be an eagle next season 69% say yes 31% say no and Hugh you'll like this one do you like Valentine's Day is one of our poll questions today 79% say no yeah and it's mostly guys I know why (laughs) fellas I know listen I know you probably can't talk right now because 
You're getting ready for the date and you're acting like you like Valentine's Day. Just keep doing that, man. Keep the peace. Just keep the peace. Get her what she wants and just have a peaceful day. One of our responders said that he likes the day after. Candy is 75% off. Well, no. See, tomorrow, that's another day. That's side chick day. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that's side, well, I since they side chick because that sounds chauvinist. Side piece. Side piece day. Side piece day. Because I, 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 so I think it's the, the day cheap, after Valentine's. You give them the cheaper candy? Well, yeah, you do that and you get to hang out with your, with your side person. How about that D, baby? Yeah, that side, side person day is tomorrow. So happy side person day for all the people that don't have Valentine's today and they'll get their Valentine's tomorrow. Cheaper food, cheaper candy, <laughs> and, and away you go. All right, let's go to the guest line here. Jordan Schultz. He joins us right now. Yesterday, we heard about Hassan Reddick. Jordan, of course, NFL insider for Bleach Report. Jordan, how you doing today? Jordan. Doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, thanks for coming on. The question I have for you, when you talk to Hassan Reddick, could you give me an idea of what his mood was when he was he was discussing this whole situation with you? Yeah. Yeah, I think his mood was, I want to clear the air, because I think it, I think when anytime you see that a player, especially one of his caliber and all-pro player, uh, is granted permission to seek a trade. I think the perception is is that that player asked for it, and I think it was really important to Hassan that he let Eagles fans know that he let Philly know. Listen, this is home for me. I played here at Temple. I grew up here. I've cherished my time being an Eagle these last couple of years, especially. But I didn't request the trade. But I think on the other side, you know, Philly Philly has every right to do this. This this is there, there's no bad blood. I mean, they did this last year with Darius Slay. They obviously brought him back. And I think Hassan was very clear when we spoke yesterday at length that I understand this is a business. I have no ill will toward the Eagles. And I think as a result, both sides are operating under the under the guise of, okay, there might there's a possibility that Hassan's gonna get traded. We certainly are gonna give his agent Tori Dandy the opportunity to see what's out there and then we'll go from there. Jordan, do you get the sense this has been going on for a little while? You know, the beginning of last training camp. Hassan wasn't practicing at the beginning, and it wasn't a holdout. He was there. He was in uniform. He just wasn't practicing. And when asked about it, he had said, you guys know what's going on. And the implication was all the other guys were getting paid. There's a lot of mm-hmm. my position is getting paid more. He eventually came back. He played all season. But do you get the sense that this, uh, whether you call it a discrepancy or just a negotiation, it's been going on for more than just a few days here, that this has been going on a while? I would say – Listen, I think he outplayed his deal last year when he was all pro. And he had the, whatever, 14-plus sacks, and he was tremendous. But I don't, I don't get the sense, and I haven't gotten the sense up until this point, that he was particularly frustrated in speaking to him throughout the season. I think he has such good relationships within the building. And because it, it, the, the, the city and the organization – have meant so much to him that I, I I never got that sense. I mean, he is the he's the, right now he's the 17th highest paid pass rusher, so he's outplayed his deal. He's the first player in NFL history to have four four three different teams and a record double digit sacks with all three teams. So his resume has been building pretty quickly, especially over the last couple of years. I think he recognizes that he's 29 years old and this is the time to strike. Uh, he has one year left on his deal, but there's no guaranteed money. So I think it, it really is a win-win for both sides, the Eagles and Hassan, to try and find potentially a partner that could pay him more. Now, I'm, I'm not going to rule out the possibility of him getting extended in Philly, but when you're talking about this type of trade, fellas, it does take three to tango. Not only do you need Hassan and the Eagles to agree, but you need a new team, and that does complicate things. 
Why do you think that when you talk about what you just said about his three teams and double-digit sacks with each team, why do you think Hassan Reddick is being undervalued the way that he is with the ability that he has? Well, he was never – I didn't think he was used properly in Arizona. Um, he had some success in Carolina. And I think it wasn't until last season in 2022 where he finished fourth in defensive player of the year that people really recognized, you know, the type of player he is. He's also – he's such a low-key guy. He's not, you know, outspoken. He's, he's very much team first. Um, he doesn't – I just don't think he has ever said, like, me, me, me. That's not his personality. And I think, you know, even coming out of Temple as a top 15 pick, he was never the type of guy that was flashy or <clears throat> doing, you know, all these different commercials. He was just all about ball. And I think as a result, maybe he's flown under the radar, but that's the way he likes it. He's not – it's just not how, he, not how he is. And when I spoke to him yesterday, I said – I said, are you angry right now? Are you frustrated? And he said, no, I just, all I'm looking for is to clear the air and make sure the Eagles and the fans know I didn't request a trade. And also to make sure that I'm putting myself in the best position post football to take care of my family, given that I'm 29. And this is the, this is the opportunity. I, I put myself in a position where I can get paid. And if it's with the Eagles, great. That's the ideal situation. But if it's not, you know, I want to make sure I have that opportunity. Jordan, you mentioned a few minutes ago multiple parties have to be satisfied here. They have to find sure. a team that's willing to pay Hassan, and uh, the Eagles would not have to want to match that or whatever and move on. But there's also the trade compensation part of this. W- what do you think his value would be? I know it's complicated because if a new team trades him, they also probably mm-hmm. have to extend his contract, pay him. Teams, uh, you know, they have cheaper players in the draft. But, Jordan, if a trade happens here, what do you think Hassan Reddick's value in the league would be? Is it something like a second-round pick, a third-round pick? Where do you yeah. th- What do you think the Eagles – could ask for if a team does say we want him. Yeah, it has to be valuable draft capital. That's going to be the key to your point, Joe. To me, like when I thought about, I remember reporting on Chase Young and Montez Sweat with Washington, and I said both of them were going to require likely a two. Those guys are younger than Hassan, but similar type of pass rushers in terms of you know game changers, especially Sweat this last season. So to me, it's probably going to be a two or a three, given that he's twenty nine. Um, maybe a three and a six or a three and a five, uh, but certainly it is going to be valuable. I, it won't be more than a two. It, it won't. It can't be less than a three. So I would say a two or a three is probably the benchmark. Jordan, if nothing happens here, let's say let's say a team doesn't come in uh, and offer him more money, and the Eagles cannot find a trade partner, and it doesn't work out. How do you think this ends, Jordan? Last year, like I said, he he was kind of a hold in, and then he did participate. Mm-hmm. Do you think? he would just say, all right, I'll play for the Eagles, or do you think this will continue to be a situation if the Eagles don't restructure this deal? No, I think he wants, in his heart of hearts, he wants to be an Eagle. Like, there's a lot of love on both sides there. I think he really respects what they've done the last two years, going to a Super Bowl. I think he respects Howie a lot. I think there's a really good relationship there. And it was that, that was my thing, was like, the, the last thing I asked him yesterday, because we spoke a few times, I said, does this mean that, You've already, in your mind, made up the made up your mind that you're ready to move on, and the answer was a definitive no. So, to me, if nothing gets done, if they can't find a trade partner, I know his agents already begun speaking with teams, but if they can't find a trade partner, I would have to believe that he would that he would still want to be an Eagle. I mean, I, I just I, I can't imagine, given his relationship with the city and the area, going up in Camden, that that he he would not not want to be there. Great stuff, Jordan. We appreciate uh, the news yesterday. Certainly. 
We talked about it, and of course, you you joining us today to uh, be part of the show. Thank you again, Jordan. Appreciate you. Uh, my pleasure. Be good, guys. There he goes, Jordan Schultz, police report. There, so a lot. I mean, a couple of things stood out. One, it doesn't seem like he's uh, upset. He just wants he wants to get his, paid. He wants to be fixed, right? He wants to get paid. The second thing that I found interesting was what Jordan thinks. That was Jordan Schultz of uh, Bleacher Report Insider thinks the compensation is a two or a three. He even threw out a three and a six, which I saw Kyle not be happy behind the glass there if that's the compensation for Hassan yeah, he's, Reddick. He's a little older, though. Yeah. I mean, that's why. No, that's true. I mean, uh, and Khalil Mack was a two and a five or a two and a six? Yeah. yeah. It's similar. But, but that, I mean, in the, if it's a three and a five, like, there's zero shot that the Eagles can do that. That's That'd be a horrible trade. Well, it's not going to excite people. I mean, we no, be, we no, it would, it would be more more than that, Joe. It would uh, infuriate people. Well, the other thing that I found interesting was he said that Hassan Reddick's agent has already begun talking. Yeah, you got You got You got to because you're going up against free agency about to start. You want to get the money before the free agency yes, money, and then the draft. You know, because teams like the quicker you sign or the quicker you have this done, the more money you're able to get up front, and that's basically what what the agent's trying to do. So he's on the phone. He's trying to drum up interest. People are trying to go, you know, see, you know, what they could do or how they can move some money around. He's going to get some offers, no question about it. You know, pass rushing is still at a premium, but it's just will it, what people are willing to give up for a 29-year-old pass rusher. It is interesting the way, when we talked about this a little bit earlier, how Howie lets, it's, how, how he's almost letting the agent be the middleman for a trade. Like, you go find the team, and then I'll figure out the draft compensation. You find the team that will pay him. Like, he's almost half the work is done for Howie. Yeah, I mean, I get the premise, but I think that's a dangerous game to play when you're talking about teams that, that have cap room and might be willing, if they feel like they're right there, they might be willing to overpay. Yeah, it's almost like guy. skating on thin ice a little bit. Yeah. You, you might get across, but you yeah, might yeah, fall I mean, in. and so, like, I can't, like, you can't be mad at the player because he made it clear. you He wants to be here, but you're playing a dangerous game when you have people – out there that have a little bit more cash than, than you're willing to spend, and he might go there with that team, especially if they're a contender. And I know fans are going to say, well, you know, it, it, it's, if it's not a contender, he didn't, shouldn't be here anyway. Dude, that's a – like if he gets a $30 million pay raise, like you and, and he's 29 years old, you have to take that. I Well, I understand that part. And, and this is probably his last contract. Is yeah, he, this is the last big, big hoorah. Sure. Is, is he going to be the kind of player that lasts until his late 30s? I don't know. But the, the odds are but who probably knows? not. Yeah, who yeah. knows? Most, most pass rushers don't. I mean, there's very few that are really, really great players, 35 and beyond. So this is probably his last one. 215-592-9494. That's how you hop aboard. lot to discuss here. Jason Kelsey, do the Eagles still need him? I don't think they do. And, in fact, I believe on this convinced Jason Kelsey that I – the Eagles could be better off. He could be better off if each party go their own way. Hugh made his pitch to keep Jason Kelsey for, of course, that stability. And Hassan Reddick, how do you think this situation ends? Both Hugh and I agree on this. We don't think he's going to be here next season. Plus, we have to discuss the Woj bomb from this morning. Daryl oh. Morey, I mean, he's chucking up half court. That's three quarters, uh, three quarters shots. I mean, he's trying to make a full court shot at the buzzer at the trade deadline last week. We'll discuss the major name and names he tried to get last week before the NBA trade deadline. 215-592-9494. Get your board. It is the Midday Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.